How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. We would like to acknowledge the Turrbal and Yagara people as the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet, and we would like to pay respect to the elders past, present, and emerging. Hi everyone, this is Talia just jumping in in the edit, uh, just letting you guys know uh, that I am triggering content warning uh, this series for uh, general transphobia um, and discussions of assault. Um, so take care of yourselves. Touch me. <laughs> Touch me, I wanna be dirty. I don't know the rest. Do it till we fulfill me, creature of the night. I'm really glad you're having fun. I'm really <laughs> glad. <laughs> that really just implies that Dahlia is no, not. No, I love fun. you so much and I love everything you do. Except that. <laughs> well, Lisa liked it. <laughs> I loved it. Good. Um, hi everyone and welcome to General Queries. I'm your host, Talia. Um, we're a host about nope, try that again. <laughs> we're a host. Hi everyone and welcome to General Queries, a podcast about the Brisbane queer scene. I am your host, Talia. I am joined in the studio uh, with uh, Megan, my dulcet dulcet tones. To touch yeah. me. Yeah, there you are. Rocky. <laughs> Yike. Uh, we're also joined in the studio today. Bad. Um, <laughs> Janet, <laughs> Dr. Scott, I am bad. The, I'm being Rocky. victimized. <laughs> uh, thank you, Zane. Hey, Zane wasn't agrees. this your idea? This was my idea. Um, I'm also joined- actually. I think it was my idea originally. Oh, so I'm so go. sorry, everyone. Um, we are also joined in the studio today with Lisa. Hello, Hi. it's lovely to have you back. Yeah, I, I was on the uh, other episode. Yeah. <laughs> You were on the episode where we talked about you. Yeah. That was great. That was great. Um, if you're listening, if you're binging, you only heard her voice moments ago. And <laughs> yeah. Possibly. Um, so we are moving into September, October-ish, which is the spooky month, which <gasps> meant- Spoop! Yeah. The monster mash. So as you can- <laughs> I'm really trying to tie this together and you're, you've just got- a lot of what can I say my dude I'm dumb cop yeah um so we're moving into like the spooky months and I thought it would be it's been like an idea of mine for a really long time to do wow um it's been an idea of mine for a really long time to do um an analysis on the rocky horror because we like it's a big it's a huge 
phenomenon. Phenomenon. It's a queer phenomenon. Um, it's got a cult following. Um, and I thought it'd be really interesting to just kind of start it off, like start a new kind of uh, segment, I guess, a new kind of idea um, similar to like what we did with the Stonewall specials where we just kind of talked about something um, and also quite similar to sexuality, which mm. is really interesting that like, yeah. wow, you're out here kind of doing what I was yeah, thinking absolutely. of doing anyway. Well, I um, love any chance to analyze queer media, yeah. whether it's my podcast or anybody else's. Well, that's so. why I you thought could I'd call it back. So. Queerdia. Queerdia. I, I really call mm, it queerdia, okay. but I'm not going to. Yeah, that's valid. <laughs> you guys, I'm attacked, honestly. <laughs> I'm <laughs> genuinely attacked. I came up with the general queries, that's so cool. respect yeah. my pun making abilities. Yeah. Proud of you. Uh, um, Shaking my head. Okay, so what what this will essentially be, what we're planning to undertake um, is uh, a series of specials, a series of episodes um, similar to the Stonewall specials where we just talk about the Rocky Horror because it's it, to me it's really interesting and I've done a whole lot of research on it so I hope other mm. people find it interesting as well. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's also like it's quite a divisive. Divisive? Divisive, that's divisive. the word. Um kind of media because like when it like we'll get into the history of it um but like when it came out it was like huge but nowadays mm. you get these analyses that are like kind of transphobic so yeah it, it'll kind be kind of awful in general yeah <laughs> like, it's yeah mm, um it's not like a like it's a very problematic movie yeah but yeah and then people are like oh but you have to be historical about it so yeah like it, it it's uh, one of those things where I'd like i'd really like to introduce people to what the what the rocky horror is yeah. in its totality because yeah, yeah. I, I think we know about like rocky horror but we don't know about rocky horror as a franchise we don't know about richard o'brien and stuff like that mm. um so that's kind of that's what kind of this will like like with all of the stuff with general queries i'm kind of hoping that this will be like a starting point for uh, like for, for people to go and do further research for people to have conversations being like having opinions i find means that you've engaged with the content mm. um so like go out watch the movie like read some stuff read analyses have opinions um what i'm kind of hoping to uh cover here we're gonna cover um the rocky horror picture show itself um and then all of like its spin-offs and sequels and its origins um the impact that it had and the culture that it hoped to create and the culture that it has created and then how it's aged and can be read now and then we're going to talk about Richard O'Brien which is going to be an interesting time Um, so yeah again this is like very much like my first attempt at doing something along these lines so we're going to see how this goes and pull it all together we ready to begin yeah absolutely Let's, let's rock this bitch yeah (laughs) <laughs> okay can i like preface all of this by saying tbh i actually love this movie yeah so do i yeah like, but i think very problematic but it's still one of my favorite movies and yeah. i've been watching it since i was like four or five years old oh god like it was introduced to me at a very early age yeah everyone who watched old. rocky yeah horror when you watched the rocky horror at four years oh old. there's a whole issue with my childhood and watching movies that i should not have been watching but you know we didn't understand what else did time. you watch bad boy bubby fight club um uh platoon um the the skinhead one what's the with russell crowe um Dromper stomper um yeah uh, I'm sensing Hannibal. a pattern here. Yeah. I'm sensing a real pattern here. What's that? Uh, Silence of the Lambs, that's the one. Yeah. Oh, I do love Silence of the Lambs, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Raised on a diet of 
weird fucking movies that were not meant pop for culture, children. Pop culture psychopathy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Huh. Be that way. Rocky Horror. Oh. Rocky Horror. Okay, so um, I it, it, it's interesting that, you know, you live in the year of our Lord 2019, you don't know about the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but okay so Double there feature. are some queer babies out there who that, might not okay know. yeah that's fair um so what is the rocky horror i'm glad you asked me <laughs> what is the rocky horror talia <laughs> thank you if anyone's um, danced to the time warp at a bush dance that's rocky horror yeah when or i was the nut bush that's not rocky horror <laughs> that's not rocky horror <laughs> Um, That's not Rocky Horror. No, no, why did I think that was Rocky Horror? Because I said bush dance. Yes. Yeah. When I was 12, we had dance classes that we had, like the entire, like all of us, the guys and the girls had to do um, like dance classes where we had to learn. We learned the nut bush. Um, we learned uh, the Macarena and we learned the time warp. And looking back on it now, I'm like, why would you get a whole bunch of like 11 to 12 year olds to thrust to do then the time it's the warp. pelvic thrust. Yeah. Really Makes you go insane. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yike. Um, and I genuinely just like at the time I thought it was like just a standalone music clip to learn that it was part of a bigger musical. Mm. Oh boy. There's a lot there. Um, anyway. So for the uninitiated who un- are unaware of what the Rocky Horror Picture Show is. Uh, so it's a movie based on the 1973 musical the rocky horror show originally it was direct uh, no the movie is directed by jim Sharman, who's an australian theater and film director and it was written by richard o'brien who is an english new zealand actor and musician the movie stars o'brien as riffraff tim curry as frankenfurter susan seridan as janet and barry boswick as brat do we want to go over the plot or do we feel that... Um, well, yeah, we can go over yeah. the plot, I think. Please, can explain I the plot to me. Can okay, we do so, it? yeah, let's do it together. All right, yes. so, starts out at a wedding. Brad and Janet, two young lovers. At a wedding. <laughs> at a wedding. <laughs> That's as far as I got. Um, yeah, so, Brad and Janet are at a wedding and it's really funny that all of the people who are at the wedding are, like, also the people who are at... The castle. The later. castle. Yeah. yeah. So they're um they decide to get married because Janet catches the flowers, but they need the permission or like the blessing of one of their old university professors, um, Professor Scott. Doctor Scott. Doctor Scott. Um, yeah, and so they decide to travel to, is it Denton or they were in Denton? They were in Denton and they travelled. They decided to travel to see him, yeah. but then they take a wrong turn. <laughs> Oh no! And then the car breaks down. Yeah. I believe. And then there's a motorcycle that drives past, and Brad there's says they're really taking their life into their own hands, Basically. which is like the bitchiest thing I'd ever heard when I heard it. The also, the guy on the motorbike is Meatloaf. Yeah. Oh really? So, so they yes. go, yeah, it's Meatloaf. Ah, brilliant. So they go, they go into the house. The whole like, there's guys there having a party. The guys in the, at the party perform the time warp, and then um, Tim Curry as Frankenfurter. Um, walks down and introduces himself. Hello. As, uh, yeah. And then, so we will be saying outdated terms for transgender people yeah. in this episode. We'll, yes. Yeah, we'll get we, to yeah. the content yeah. warning. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, oh, we need to do a content warning for transphobia. Um, yes. It's fine. No, it's otherwise I'm going to forget. Yeah, it's fine. Sorry. 
Um, cool. Um, yes. So they arrive at the castle. Everybody's partying. Uh, Frankenfurter comes downstairs and is like, "Would you like to see my creation?" So he's ba- basically like Frankenstein's this yep. guy who's like blonde and beautiful, and thick. And, yeah, dummy thick. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's kind of a <laughs> no, himbo. He's not, he's not thick. He's, he's just kind like, of. He's a hottie. He's but. sexy. Then Brad he's and a himbo. He's a himbo. No, yeah. I welcome. hate that yeah, term. Yeah, uh, anyway, Brad so and then, Janet, Jonathan was talking about that yeah me no hated it All hated right, that brown and janet lose both lose their virginity to frankenfurter uh, and they're, they're closed at the beginning they're and just, they're closed yeah, at the beginning clothes yeah. come off yeah. yeah yeah um meatloaf dies gets killed by um by frankenfurter yeah. um dr scott arrives um finds and them in their hotbed of promiscuity uh and in the end, everybody performs this floor show in fishnets and lingerie, and the two creepy dudes from the start, the like the the man and the lady, uh, are actually aliens magenta. from no, Columbia. Mage- no, 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 magenta and riffraff. Magenta, magenta and riffraff are actually aliens from the planet Transylvania, yep. um, and kill Frankenfurter. Yeah. yeah, and then beam themselves then back up Rocky to Transylvania. Dies, and I think. Rocky dies also. And then yeah, Rocky dies. Brad and Janet and Doctor Scott. And the are house like, is like a, actually a, a spaceship. Spaceship, and, and they then. take their spaceship back up to Transylvania. And Brad and Janet run outside with Doctor Scott, and they and just watch just it fly on away. The ground. Yeah. They're just. There's like writhing on the ground, yeah, because they've been I basically really dommed for <laughs> the good for 48 yeah. hours. Um, I like. I really hope that somebody who's never seen the Rocky Horror before hears that, and then because like that, like I understand exactly the plot points that you were hitting, but that was none of the none of that made sense. Yeah, but that's the point. Yeah, that's okay, why that's the point it's a cult movie. classic. Does it make sense? It doesn't yeah. make any sense the first time i saw it i was like am i high and the second time i saw it i was like i love this so much i want to watch it forever yeah that's fair okay so now that we've gone over the plot uh the story uh goes that the musical was written by o'brien as a way to entertain himself during the winter because he was just like (laughs) he was um he was in london at the time that he wrote it so he was like just like oh i'm bored i don't know what to do so i'm just gonna write it that makes so much sense though that it's basically just about sex like yeah yeah um, so so he's doing just vapping and writing. Yeah, basically. As you do when you're in London in the 70s. It's basically I need just everyone like to know really that I'm really upset erotica. right now. Um, it's so. basically just erotica. It's basically my dad wrote a porno. It's, yeah, exactly. It's not – it is erotica. Like, yeah. it is. Moving on. Uh, so it was originally called They Came From Denton High. Uh, it was a parody of and tribute to the science fiction and horror B-films of the 30s through the 60s, as well as the glam rock era – which O'Brien felt himself like he fitted the most in. Yeah. Um, after showing it to Jim Sharman, uh, who was directing O'Brien in Jesus Christ Superstar at the time. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. If you don't know what Jesus Christ Superstar is, that's the Yeah, song. it's that one. It's the really it's the one that gets updated where um he becomes a rock star. I've seen a lot of really good versions. Oh, for fuck's sake. No, it's there are some good versions. Anyway. Um Andrew Lloyd Webber is a little overrated. Prove me wrong. Starlight Express. It's the, it's I the, just shrugged. It's the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical about trains. I'm not. I'm not saying that he's. I'm not saying that he's like correctly rated. He's overrated as all hell. But like, sorry, Andrew Lloyd Webber, yeah. if you're one of the two thousand people that listens to this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so after. But yeah, just plain a boring. Yeah. Um, 
all right, yeah, go off. Um, yeah, so after um, O'Brien showed uh, the the script to Sharman, uh, the title was changed and the musical was staged after getting support for it on the West End. Uh, so it premiered in the 60-seat Royal Court Theatre for a three-week season and then was quickly moved to the 230-seat Chelsea Classic Cinema and then to the 500-seat King's Road Theatre where it ran for six years. Oh, awesome. shit. It then hit Broadway in 1975. The musical has gone on to do several world tours and the amateur rights have never been released. Which means, yeah, mm. which means that like if you ever go to a show who try to do the Rocky Horror Show and they're amateurs, no, they can't. Legally, you can't do that. Yeah. There was a rumor floating around that like you can't have a show, like you can't do the Rocky Horror without um, O'Brien himself being part of the cast. Um, I, I'm not quite sure if that was confirmed or not, but that David was like O'Brien. Just get your head Richard out of your O'Brien. butt, my dude. Oh, um, I don't care. Whatever yeah, your fair. name is, just get your head out of your butt. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> no, good Lord. I'm just coughing. Um, so <laughs> I'm not like. I know. I always a full on turned away from me. <laughs> I'm trying not to die. Um, okay, so production of the film. Um, like involved much of the cast of the musical um, with only the leads being swapped out for like true real screen actors, which I think is a lot. Mm. Um, When the movie was released in 1975, uh, it was a commercial and critical failure. (laughs) Yep. There you go, squad. And it's also important to note, I don't know if you um, are going to say this, but um, the guy plays Frankenfurter, Tim Curry, was in the stage musical and then he, like, O'Brien cast him for the film as well. Okay. Oh, yeah, he he was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so reviews of the time consider it, and I quote, campy, laboured, lacking in charm and dramatic impact, tasteless, plotless, and pointless. So it was... It well, was that's harsh. Yeah. That's fair, harsh. That's a fair cop, though. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Plotless, yeah. Pointless. Oh, yeah. It's up for debate. Yeah. It's definitely campy. But the camp, yeah, like, camp. yeah. yeah. That's uh, the point of it. Like, yeah. it's meant to be campy. Yeah, it's meant to be campy. Um, it was basically ignored by, like, everyone. <laughs> All publicity is good publicity. Unless it's no publicity. Mm. Yeah. The only thing worse than not being talked about is being talked... Wait, what? The only worse <laughs> thing... thing was, <laughs> the only thing worse than thing. being talked about is not being talked about. Um, <laughs> here's the thing, like, comparing what it was, like, when it first came out, um, like... As of the 21st century, like the year of our Lord, 2019, um, the Rocky Horror is considered the longest release in film history because it's never been pulled from a couple of American cinemas. Mm. So it's technically still in the box office. Mm. Yeah. Um, It's also been um, preserved in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress for its cultural significance. Mm. Um, Sounds like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, it's basically like um, there is a database, um, like a a preservation database, where people go, ah, yes, this film, culturally significant. That way, if we die, there's at least a copy of it Mm. somewhere. So they they made the call that this film was so big that it needed to be recorded and remembered Mm. in the future. Which is quite a big achievement. Um, Do you know of any other films that were in there? I know a Razorhead, and that's it. Okay, isn't that a David Lynch yeah, film? Yeah, it is. And we have 
successfully dismantled yeah, David Lynch's career. We've done we've buried that, but him. also the cultural um, significance of a razor head in terms of surrealism okay. does, yeah, allow it to be considered like one of the great like culturally significant movies of its time. What? Um, some other notable films: Brokeback Mountain. Okay. Okay. Is in the US uh, National Film Registry. I've actually been uh, been on this campaign to prove that Brokeback Mountain is not the best queer film ever made. Oh, it's not the best que- queer film ever. Yeah, but it's not I, the best I, queer I, film ever made. But it's still no, but good. like um, arguably, I came across this list of like the best, the top twenty five queer films ever made by like SBS or something like that, and. <sighs> um, and I like Brokeback Mountain was number one, and I'm systematically going through every single film on that list just to prove it's not. And already, Tom of Finland is a really good contender, and it was like 25 on the list. That's because SBS doesn't know what they're talking about. I think it was either SBS or they shared. But it's it's also like you gotta you gotta acknowledge the impact that it had. It yeah, like it's not good by today's standards, but uh, they're. Uh, yep. Anyone who's a fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Jake Peralta will be pleased to know that Die Hard <laughs> is on there. Oh, I'm proud. Dumbo, Cinderella, Field of, Field of Dreams, okay. My Fair Lady, Jurassic Park, um, La Bamba, the one about um, – what's his name? Oh, the, um, it's a singer. Uh, uh, you know the guy who sings La Bamba? La 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 bamba. No? Okay. Nope. Spartacus, Superman, Spartacus. Titanic. Wanda, um, Life of an American Fireman, The Lion King, Princess Bride, uh, Dracula, the Spanish language version, (laughs) Top Gun, The Big Lebowski, my dad will be really pleased to hear about that, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, etc., etc., Pulp Fiction. Films pass either the Russo test or the Bechdel test. Like I don't know what either of those things mean. Okay. Like, um, yeah. So basically, what we're saying is, yeah. It, hey, some some fancy guys in in suits and ties went. Yeah, this is culturally significant, and they decided to preserve it along with all of these other films. Dances um, with Wolves. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, and just to kind of like jump off that. Um, there are like Rocky Horror conventions um, and like it is like mm. a huge thing you get like there's I, like always Rocky Horror playing at the Yatla drive-in yeah like every month oh, always so. I love it like yeah. always but it's also like you you find it referenced by a whole bunch of other things like you get like the Simpsons referencing it American mm. uh, American Dad referencing it not that they're like a good indication of culture but like yeah. other things will reference the Rocky Horror we're about Horror. to get a lot of angry emails yeah sorry <laughs> Sorry. Do you get angry emails? I don't get any emails. There's also... <laughs> My podcast is I was kind enough. of flexing. Um, there's also like an argument that the movie itself helped develop punk fashion back in the mm, day. Okay. Um, yeah. So there you go. Cool. So Megan. Hey. I'm just eating. Yes. Yeah. Um, you may be wondering, Megan. Yes. So how did a critical and commercial failure become a huge film with a cult following? I... I'm wondering that, yeah, Talia. Thank you. Lisa, are you also wondering that? <laughs> I was just thinking oh, that. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. And I was going to ask you, Talia, how did a box office flop become so culturally relevant? I'm, I'm really glad you asked, actually. Okay. So, um, in an I attempt. Hate this bit. <laughs> <laughs> then ask the question. I didn't know you wanted me to ask the question. 
Would you would you like to ask? No, we've done it. We've done we've the done bit. It. We're we've moving on. Um, okay, so um, in an attempt to recover their losses, Fox, who owns the rights to the movie, started playing the movie at late night screenings. The film's messages of like sexual liberation and androgyny were calling cards for the queer folks of the era. For the ladies of the night. For the ladies <laughs> of the night. Who began to dress up for the screenings. Like it was a huge thing to be like, going to see Rocky Horror, I'm going to dress up. I'm going to um, wear my fishnets and my corset. My uh, platform. I've worn boots. a corset. You know how uncomfortable that shit is. I have a corset. It just won't fit on me, and I just oh. yeah, it's really sad. It's really buy sad. a new corset. Buy one of those extenders. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, it's but- true. I should buy an extender. Yep. Um, okay, so the <laughs> quote: the folks standing in line outside the state, like the cinema, in fishnets and makeup every Saturday night, undoubtedly widen the sphere of possibilities for gender expression on Main Street. There's also um, a really good video essay by um, Michael Baum, which we will link um, about the importance of the timing of the release with the Rocky Horror. It was like 15 years after Stonewall as well, which is considered like the proverbial like birth or like Mm. um, building of the community. So like it came out at the right time where everyone was like, I'm kind of okay with this. I'm proud of this. I'm here. I'm I'm queer. Yeah. I'm going to go out and I'm going to enjoy a movie in peace. Um, And uh there there was also like like comparatively like Stonewall was 15 years ago but also there's still like the medicalization of queerness going on and like a couple of queer folk a lot of queer folks were like kind of still scared of being seen as as out um so the Rocky Horror changed a lot of that it was a movie um for anyone who felt like aliens wink wink nudge nudge Cinemal, cinemal. Yeah. Um, so in those cinemas, uh, these people would gather. They'd create communities in which they could like meet other queer people and then celebrate themselves. Um, like, do you remember? We've we've had this discussion with a couple of people about like we need to start having queer spaces outside of clubs. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's basically what this was. It's not a great example of it, but like we'll get it's into a shit it. example yeah. of it actually. But it was, it's, That's okay. It's yeah. a hotbed of promiscuity. Um, <laughs> but like people were allowed to just not be themselves. Lit. Yeah, and they, they were allowed to, they didn't feel the obligation to get lit. And like these screenings. It was were, the 70s though, so there's probably yeah. a lot of coke. Yeah. But these screenings. A lot were, of weed <laughs> in the theater. Mm. In the theater. Smoking doors. Yike. Um, but like these screenings were regular they were reliable people knew about them people trusted them and the the guys doing the screenings the cinemas doing the screenings were like we're not gonna just stop doing it we're getting mm. money from it mm. have you guys ever been to a Rocky Horror screening? no okay um, do you like when you get into the cinema do you know about the routines that people they like throw Floor rice and yeah like there's a lot of they throw rice at the wedding yeah, yeah. And they do there's a whole lot of different versions um, and like in like in doing like all of the research for this there's like a lot of like small cinemas have their own thing. They have um, like virgin rituals. Um, oh yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. What? Well, no. So it's um, um, virgin rituals are um, like pre-show. Everyone who's never been to a Rocky Horror will be lined up in the on like in front of everyone else. Um, and there's like different versions where like they get them to strip. Or um, like oh, they do that? throw things at them. Yeah, it's throwing like, things is preferable to stripping. I yeah. must say, I would prefer not to have throw things thrown at me or strip. Yeah, but what if it was money? 
Okay, yeah. I would strip for money as well. Yeah. So if both, yeah. ¿Por qué la nastas? What? <laughs> Why can't we have both? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yes. Good Lord. <laughs> um, so the audience routines were kind of just developed um, like locally um, and they've kind of became like a global thing. Some of them involve props. Um, most of them just involve shouting at the screen during particular lines <laughs> of dialogue. But it's like a like it's a thing if you go to a Rocky Horror screening um, like some cinemas I know give out participation guides so that you know what you're doing. There used to be one in Ipswich that would like regularly hand out like little pamphlets so that everyone knew what was happening. Also, sometimes when they're in that scene in the rain, um, people spray water guns yep. and you have to bring an umbrella. Oh, you have, no, you have to bring newspaper. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Newspaper, yeah. Um, there was a participation guide album which was released in 1983. Um, which like showed you how to like this is the set way to participate in yeah. the Rocky Horror, which is hilarious to me because no, that's not how that goes. Um, but also like if you just Google it, there are literally so many different guides. So yeah. you have to be aware of like the place that you're going to and which ones they follow. Um, on top of that, um, the audience would sometimes get up and perform along because they they've been watching this movie so many fucking times. Um, they would get up and they perform along with the movie um, and these audience participation casts were called shadow casts and this is still like a thing that goes on like regularly um, for a lot of the screenings so they they were just fans who would dress up in like beautiful elaborate costumes sometimes they'd be like identical to what was on screen mm. um, and then they would perform the musical as it was being played um locally some of the shadow casts like in america became legends some of them even became friends with the on-screen casts um so like i came across the story of um a trans man um by the name of dean uh, d garrett gafford who uh, was living in new york and performed at the tiffany theater um as frankenfurter and he went on to perform as part of the Tiffany troupe and he became like a well-known part of the community while he was saving up for his surgery. But he actually got to meet and become really good friends with Tim Curry. And they were just like, yeah, no, like this, this spot on. It's mm. exactly what I had. Um, this outfit, exactly what I had. So like they, they had a good relationship with everyone that was like, it, it was a community. What more mm. do you need? Yeah, exactly. Do we feel like we've covered the Rocky Horror itself? Yeah. A I lot? Very well? Okay, yeah, cool. Next good. episode, we're going to talk about the sequels. And let me tell you, there's drama that goes down with the sequels. <gasps> oh, yeah. I've not seen the sequels. Spicy. Yeah. Yeah. So shall we like I thought there was just one yeah. sequel. Okay. There's sequels. Sequels, plural. Yeah. Like. Um, so we will see you next week to talk about um, the sequels to the Rocky Horror show. And the whole Rocky Horror extended universe i hate that i just said that brad janet dr scott rocky brad janet dr scott rocky brad continue doing this janet dr scott rocky i love you all so much continue we'll see you next week rocky janet dr scott rocky
to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.